Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 81 of the Mess Hall Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me, and I have an awesome, awesome interview today. I have Bernice Hill on the podcast. She is a local food blogger, traveler, freelance writer, and all-around awesome person. It was great having a fun conversation with her. It was cut short due to some technical difficulties with on my part, and I think I could have talked to Bernice for hours and hours on end. It was great to be in her home. I got to see her sourdough starter, which was great for me. I love stuff like that. I got to see her kombucha starter again, her little scoby going on. It was pretty cool to see that. Those are the kind of things I love about people that are making those homemade homemade food items from scratch and are super, super awesome. If you want to find more about Bernice, follow her online. Go to dishinthekitchen.com and you can see all of her great, great recipes there. I've been looking at a whole bunch of her stuff and going into her back catalog of items. There's so many awesome recipes there and so many great pictures. I love food pictures, so it was great to see everything like that. And follow her on Twitter, at Dish in the Kitchen, and Facebook is the same. And like I said, just go check her out. Everything that she makes looks super awesome. So enjoy this podcast and make sure you check out Bernice online. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. And this week's episode is brought to you in part by LitFest Presents Author Pods. It's a series of live shows and discussions at the intersection of writing and podcasting. It runs from October 2nd to October 5th in Edmonton. It kicks off with an evening with Malcolm Gladwell, which is unfortunately already sold out, but there are a ton of other events going on around that time, and one of the events that I'd like to check out is happening on October 5th. It's, it's called How Is That Funny? A panel on how to talk about unfunny things in a funny way. With authors of podcasters Alicia Tobin, Fallon Johnson, and Leah Simone Bowen of CBC's The Secret Life of Canada. If you want to find out more, go to litfestalberta.org. So welcome to the Mess Hall Podcast. Today I have Bernice, and she's from Dish in the Kitchen, food blogger, food writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was saying to you earlier, um, awesome picture taker. I don't know if you're doing the pictures, but you do awesome pictures of food. So I, oh, thanks. That, I really like that kind of stuff. So um, with that, where did you get your passion for food at? Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Avery. Oh, maybe I should start <laughs> it's with nice a to be here. nice friendly... <laughs> Friendly no worries, talk first, no worries. So. Um, passion for food. Oh, geez. Well, I grew up on a farm and um, a lot of, you know, the farm to table movement and whatnot I took for granted because I didn't eat a lot of pre-prepared food when I was a kid. We all had it all from the garden. We preserved it. We grew it. We raised it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but our meals were relatively simple. Just meat and veg and bread, right? Yeah. And um, as I grew up and became an adult, I became a lot more curious about, you know, different cultures. Pretty sheltered there on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, different ways of cooking and techniques, and uh, just kind of took off from there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you talk about different techniques and different foods, and you touched on something there, bread. Bread is one of my favorites. So was it always homemade bread on the farm? Yeah, my mom made bread pretty much weekly. Nice. Um, she'll she'll make uh, she makes it in a big, big basin, and uh, I think she still makes it not as often though because we're all gone. But um, she made about ten loaves at a time. I okay. think you know um, we'd have bread at every meal, yeah. toast for lo- uh, breakfast, and um, then my dad would take sandwiches to you know, on the tractor and yeah, yeah, lots of bread, always white bread, nothing else. But it was homemade white bread. But it was homemade white bread. And I bet yeah, it was so good too. Cause it's extremely fluffy yeah. and yeah, it's, she makes, she's a great, uh, very good bread maker. So when you go visit your mom now, do you, is that something you look forward to? Um, <laughs> kind of the weird thing is, <sighs> ooh, I have to say no because yeah. I don't eat a lot of white bread. Okay. And I think I've developed an intolerance to commercial yeast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, she'll still make it, and everyone in my family will just devour it. And she makes this thing uh, called spets. Okay. Which is uh, French slang for nuns' farts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It's fried bread dough. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I will have some of that, and I'll have it with butter. <laughs> nice. Does she put cinnamon on it? Um, no, no, okay. she doesn't actually, but she could, I guess. I, I know a guy that makes the same thing, and he calls it nuns' farts, and he puts cinnamon on it. Oh, yeah, that's so, kind of like, neat. Like almost a not too sweet of a cinnamon sugar, but just yeah, yeah. enough sugar, but more cinnamony. So. Oh, I'll have to try that next time. Yeah, but she she makes it, tries to make it when we're when we're on our way there because they live in Saskatchewan. It's about 10 hour drive. She got a lot of time to make bread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have it fresh for us when we get there. It's, it's that, pretty awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> I love those things that bring back the fond memories. That mm-hmm. Just puts a smile on your face. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up on a farm, had most of those like farm before meals. You said yep. growing it, raising it. How old were you when you moved out and, started to explore different foods like uh, i guess i don't need your age because that's impolite well but, probably probably university i yeah. would think you know so what was i i sort of had the same similar experiences mm-hmm. i didn't grow up on a farm but small town so it's and i remember going moving to the big city of right. halifax and <laughs> trying different things yeah. what what were some of those first things that you tried that really opened up your eyes Ooh, um, well, back then, Saskatoon had one dim sum place. Oh, okay. And um, our uh, Asian buddy <laughs> took us there one time and thought it would be funny to feed us tripe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ate it, and uh, probably, you know, I've had it once or twice since then. Not a fave, but if it's done properly, yeah, it's okay. It's not bad, right? Yeah. Um, so we went to dim sum. And uh, I think that was on a Sunday because apparently if you go Monday, then it's all the leftovers. It's not so good. Uh, There's a little trick to it because yeah. that's dim sum in a small town. Yeah. You know, well, small town meaning Saskatoon. Yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> but um, other than that, probably the first thing I made in the kitchen that my mom didn't make was uh, homemade pasta. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I like homemade pasta. It's, yeah. It's so satisfying. And it's really easy. It's people think it's so hard to make, but it's yeah. it's really simple. Yeah, yeah, just mix some stuff up together, let it rest, and yeah. you're good. When I make yeah. homemade pasta, I just cut it into strips, and 
So it's not all uniform, but it's really right. My wife likes it that way. <laughs> and maybe your dog wants some homemade pasta right now. <laughs> I told you he was going to come back in. Every time I do a video, um, if you see me on my Facebook or on my Instagram story, and you hear click, 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 that's him walking around because I'm usually talking about food and he has to be a part of it. <laughs> but food is so fun. I know. Well, he loves it, especially human food, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like you was talking about making videos and I saw some pictures online. And one of the things that really stood out to me that I saw in some other things as well, but you did roasted cauliflower. Mm-hmm. How was that? Pretty good, actually. I was really happy with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another thing that I don't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables, um, mostly because I had them boiled to death when I was a kid and I just can't stand the taste but roasting it really brings out the sweet flavors. Going to take a quick time out from the podcast to bring you an ad from Alberta Health Services. We ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options. If you got in a car accident or like having trouble breathing, I would go to emergency if I had a really bad hockey skate cut on the neck. They're there to treat people that are really sick or really hurt. If you have an emergency or if you're not sure, we're here to help. Know your options. Call HealthLink at 811 or visit ahs.ca slash options. We're talking about roasted cauliflower. Mm -hmm. Um, You didn't eat a lot of it, but it brings out the sweetness. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, I've never done the whole head, so that's what really intrigued me about it. Yeah. We we do roast some broccoli and cauliflower at home occasionally, so that's what it really... When I saw it, it had this nice golden brown color to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you read the post, but, um, I actually did it in the tagine. Oh, okay. I felt like the cooking method, you know, how it holds in the moisture. Yeah. Right. So I did it for a good portion of the roast that way and then uncovered it and let it golden, get golden on top. And it worked really well. Just so it was cooked all the way through. Nice. Did you add Mm -hmm. any spices to it? No, I don't think I did okay. because I had a um, I had a sauce on top, and I had also um, like I served it with uh, lentils. Nice a lentil dish, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> it sounds very fall, right? It's very yeah. uh, you know seasonal. And that's what drew it to me because <laughs> I have like cauliflower in our garden, and that's like I think that's what like I said, it just drew me to it and it looked awesome and mm-hmm. it sounds really good so I'm going to have to try that. Good. I hope you do. Yeah. 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 Um, so you make that. Do you try to make your meals around the season? Like oh, for sure. Because, season. I mean, whatever's good in the in the grocery store or the farmer's market, you know, I mean, how can you pass that up? That's you true. have a whole winter of just, you know, beets. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and cauliflower, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I try, you know, like right now it's super busy. Um, I did a lot of preserving, you know, I did some pickled peaches. Oh, nice. And, um, uh, just published a post on a peach and custard pie. Yes. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> it, it looked good. And I, I like the way you broke it down in the yeah, post as well. So yeah. just saying, here's a recipe and... <laughs> Here's how you do it, and it's awesome, but yeah. it was all broken back. I wrote so that was... at 1.30 last night. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the life. Yeah. 
but it turned out well. It, it looked amazing. It turned out so well. And um, I was looking at the post, and then I thought, oh, I didn't get, like, you know, a, a shot of a piece of pie to see what the inside was like. It just disappeared too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that sometimes when I take pictures of my food. I'll forget to take a picture of it at first, and then it's just, like, an empty plate. So I just take a picture of the empty plate. <laughs> I very rarely forget to take a photo, and my family's used to it now. If I don't, okay. they think there's something wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the great thing about cameras and food. And I, I get my inspiration just seeing pictures, and mm-hmm. like I like looking through cookbooks, especially old cookbooks. I have a love for oh. old old cookbooks, and I'll just flip through the pictures and mm-hmm. see what kind of cool if they have pictures. Yeah, some well, of them don't. Yeah. Some of them don't. And some of them, when you do get the ones with pictures, they're like this old, they all have the same style and, mm-hmm. and not too much imagination, but that's sort of what I like about it. And yeah, yeah. Straightforward. I like the ones from the 70s that have that special, you know, kind of tint to it. Yeah, this and yellowish. It's all, yeah, it's just it's just so funny how they style it and, and how things have changed. And I've seen a couple of photos like that coming back. I think there was a... Bon Appetit magazine that had something like that recently. Oh, okay. It's an interesting kind of, kind of retro. Yeah, retro vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I definitely look at it, and, but that's where I gra- get my inspiration from. Where do you get your inspiration from? Like, where do you get the idea for the peach pie? Ooh, actually, I talk a lot about that in my posts. I usually have a little blurb at the bottom about where I get my inspiration from. Um, I just had been flipping through, and I thought, flipping th- through the internet and stuff, and I, and I kind of looked at this peach pie, and I thought, oh, that looks good. And then I thought, oh, well, how can I change this? How can I make this my kind of pie, right? And I had, have you ever seen the packages of coconut um, cream, but it's, like, powdered? Yeah, it's, like, a little green package almost. Yeah, green yeah. And black. I always yeah. keep some of that in the pantry, um, to like kind of add some more coconut flavor to either coconut rice or, uh, like curries and stuff. Yeah. And I had a little, I had a package that opened and there's about half left. And I thought, what if I just dump this into the custard? Huh. Right. So I did that. And then I thought, okay, well, how could I make this even more coconutty? And I added some shredded coconut to the crumble top- topping. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I was pretty happy with how it turned out. It looked good. And yeah, it yeah. Sounds great. And, yeah, um, that was good. Yeah, that's... and and I think um, making pies is something that I really love to do. Oh, okay. Um, you probably saw a few photos of pies on well, my feed. Well, <laughs> that and I, bread. <laughs> what I want to ask about you're doing combination of everything. You do. mm-hmm. you're doing savory dishes, vegetable dishes, and blackened chicken dish, and then you have mm-hmm. a pie. And, mm-hmm. What do you like cooking most, or is it you just like to Ooh. cook everything? What gives me the most satisfaction is probably a nice uh, sourdough bread. Nice. Um, because it it's never the same. It's always a different loaf. Yeah. And um, I actually have to put effort into keeping my starter alive. Okay, yeah, I see it Who's there. It, who I've just named Bianca, by the way. <laughs> I used to have uh, Stan after Stan Warinka, but this one's... This one's Bianca. Nice. <laughs> how, how, how long has your starter been going oh, for? Oh, Bianca's only a couple of months old. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. My wife's had one going for almost a year now, I do believe. Mm. And it's, Takes effort. Yeah, she puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah. She has more patience than I do. I, mm-hmm. I'm i more of a cook on savory dishes, and she's more of a sweets pastry because she has that patience. Sometimes right. I just want to make something, make it quick. And yeah. Well, that's a, so. that's a good match then. It is. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. Except lately I've been getting into more smoking, so that takes patience. Oh, so. yeah. My husband does that too. Nice. Although I just recently got a smoking gun. Oh, okay. Um, there's going to be a cocktail in the works. Nice. I've... I'm pretty excited about it because I don't have a fall cocktail yet on the blog. Nice. And um, I think it's going to be using Eau Claire rye. Oh. Yeah. And some maybe Saskatoon um, juice. Oh, Okay. Eau Claire makes such good drinks. Or mm-hmm. Not drinks, but beverage. Yeah. Their product Spirits. is really good. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I see that you do post a lot of pictures of, like, whether it's beer or spirits mm-hmm. and um, alcohols. And you you have a love for that as well. Is there oh, something, for sure. Yeah. Is there something that you go to all the time? Like, Eau Claire makes a great, great product. Um, right. Uh, um, so... For for products, yes, Eau Claire. I would I would usually buy something there. Um, their gin, even their vodka. I'm not a vodka drinker, but I really enjoy their vodka. Okay. Um, for cocktails, we either go to um, Confluence Distilling. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've been there yet. They're by Cabin Brewing. No, conveniently. but I, I've seen them. <laughs> they make some great. Uh, they just won gold in the province for their Aquavit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, and they make, they have a really nice little lounge there. It's very small and intimate and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. The guys are great too. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, and then, so we also go to Cannibal because we like Tiki Night, which is Tuesdays. Oh, okay. Um, and for breweries, we spend a lot of time in Annex. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Annex and Establishment and Cabin. Banded yeah. Peak. Nice. Yeah, those are those are our staples. Yeah, there's some there's a lot of good ones around. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um you have my mouth watering now because <laughs> now I just want to go home and get a drink. So Right. Um, and besides that, my husband brews. So oh, okay. um yeah. So he, nice. he likes to experiment with that too as well. Now is he just brewing beer or is he more on the spirit side or um well he he's part of the yeast wranglers. Which is a home brewing uh, uh, club in Calgary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got a lot of members. Um, they meet uh, monthly, I think. And, um, but he has actually distilled. Okay. <laughs> he bought a pressure cooker at Value Village. <laughs> Can I say <laughs> to distill? <laughs> nice. Can I say that? Are you allowed to do that? I don't even know if you're allowed to do that. He's not selling it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do something like that, but I don't have a, the best safety record before oh, it starts. I'm, I make him wear safety glasses. Yeah. I, I should. I think my wife would like if I wore safety glasses all the time. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. I, I like that you have such a diverse love for everything, like mm-hmm. whether it seems. Yeah. Um, is there something on your blog that you're particularly proud of like something that really stands out to you um i've been working a lot on content this year okay um i like when i can do a post like something that i've been cooking forever and i just get never get around to posting it 
and then suddenly I do, and it's like, it should have been there all along kind of thing. So that's our podcast for today. Sorry I cut off a little bit abruptly there. I had some technical difficulty with my equipment. It cut off. Again, thanks, Bernice, for being on the podcast. It truly was fun. I really enjoyed the conversation that I had, and I did feel, like I said earlier, I could have talked to her for hours and hours. So knowledgeable about food and just a great person. It was really fun to have her on the podcast. Make sure you check her out. Like I said before, go online, dishinthekitchen.com. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Facebook. And you'll see all those things in the show notes below. And thank you for listening to this podcast.